I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show, and you know what time it is. We got all kinds of stuff this hour. I'm going to try to, well, I say this hour, that may be a little generous to me, this show. We got two hours of show left. This hour, I'm going to try to get to that FBI shooting in Utah. I have a lot to say about that. I'm going to get to that after Medal of Honor Monday. We are going to talk more about this special counsel thing. And I'm going to get to the lamentations of the working man in this country. Those are all things I'm getting to before the show's over. And I'm going to get your emails, whatever you email to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. But it's Monday. It's Monday. It's the start of hour two. And so you know what that means. We're going to do Medal of Honor Monday. Every Monday we do the same thing. We take a Medal of Honor citation. They're all for free online. Anyone can go look up any one of them they want. We take it. And we read it. That's it. The men deserve to be remembered. They are all forgotten because we don't talk about them enough. Their deeds deserve to be remembered. The next generation of men and women coming up need to hear about people they can aspire to be. It's not enough for us to just point to this cultural person and that cultural person and say, that guy's an idiot. That guy's a loser. You don't want to be that. You don't want to be that. Okay, well, who do I want to be? you got to give them something. Read these. 
to your family, to your Little League team, to your school class, to your Sunday school class. Read these. Have them read these. Have them do reports on these or just talk about them. It's awesome, man. You'll never, there's no bad thing that comes from it. This one is for a Mr. Jose F. Valdez. U.S. Army, World War II Europe. This was in January, January 25th, 1945, by the way, in France. And, well, I guess I'll just let the citation speak for itself. Honoring those who went above and beyond. It's Medal of Honor Monday. He was on outpost duty with five others when the enemy counterattacked with overwhelming strength. Uh... Yeah, I'll go into that afterwards. From his position near some woods 500 yards beyond the American lines, he observed a hostile tank about 75 yards away and raked it with automatic rifle fire until it withdrew. Soon afterward, he saw three Germans stealthily approaching through the woods, scorning cover as the enemy soldiers opened up with heavy automatic weapon fire from a range of 30 yards He engaged in a firefight with the attackers until he had killed all three. The enemy quickly launched an attack with two full companies of infantrymen, blasting the patrol with murderous concentrations of automatic and rifle fire and beginning an encircling movement which forced the patrol leader to order a withdrawal. Despite the terrible odds, PFC Valdez immediately volunteered to cover the maneuver and as the patrol one by uh, as the patrol one by one plunged through a hail of bullets toward the American lines he fired he fired burst after burst into the swarming enemy three of his companions were wounded in their dash for safety and he was struck by a bullet that entered his stomach and passing through his body emerged from his back Overcoming agonizing pain, he regained control of himself and resumed his firing position, delivering a protective screen of bullets until all others of the patrol were safe. By field telephone, he called for artillery and mortar fire on the Germans and corrected the range until he had shells falling within 50 yards of his position. For 15 minutes, He refused to be dislodged by more than 200 of the enemy. And then, seeing the barrage had broken the counterattack, he dragged himself back to his own lines. He died later as a result of his wounds. Through his valiant, intrepid stand and at the cost of his own life, PFC Valdez made it possible for his comrades to escape and was directly responsible for repulsing an attack by vastly superior enemy forces. I think that young man deserves taps, don't you?
Not going to lie, that one gets me. It gets me for a couple different reasons. One, outpost duty. It said in the beginning he was on outpost duty. I want, I want to make sure you understand, and I'm sure most of you do, how truly dangerous and scary that is. When you're in combat, all you have is your friends. You don't have anybody else. You don't have America. You don't have anything. You have your friends. That's all you have. It's just the guys around you. When you are sent to a forward observing position or an outpost, it's a critically important position because it's your job as you leave the safety of your friends to be way away from your friends, too far away for them to help you if something goes wrong, you're away from your friends. It's your job to let them know what's coming. You're alone. I've brought it up before. I brought up fighting holes. I've brought them up several times before. You know that in the Marines, fighting holes are for two people? Did you know that strategically... That actually doesn't make sense. Here's what happens. I'm going to explain something here. When you set up a defensive perimeter, let's say you and I were on patrol for the night and we're digging in here. Okay, we're setting up a defensive perimeter. We will set up as part of our defensive perimeter fields of fire, meaning me and my buddy, we're in this hole right here, and we will only shoot so far to the right and only shoot so far to the left. That's important. That way we're not overshooting. That way every field is covered. Those are called fields of fire, right? That's my field of fire. Did you know it's better for a defensive perimeter to have individual fighting holes? Just one man? It's better. Strategically, it's better. It gives you more flexibility with your fields of fire. Do you know why they don't do that? Because the worst thing in the world you can possibly feel is alone in combat. Men will break. Men who would otherwise have stood strong will break if you look around and your buddies are gone. The feeling of being all alone, all that danger, all that noise, all that screaming, all that blood, all that misery, and you're alone. Not only was this guy on outpost duty, his patrol, they were trying to back up. Remember, it was a huge enemy formation trying to circle all the way around the patrol. The Germans were masterful at this, encircling units, even huge units. They did it to the Russians all the time. They didn't circle 100,000-man units and just artillery, artillery shell them to the mincemeat. They were really great at it. They specialized in it. So this patrol has to back up to keep from getting encircled. This guy, with a bullet through his stomach. Now, pause for a moment. You have any idea why that's so painful, a bullet through the stomach? Takes forever to die because it's not, I'm not going to say it's not a vital organ, but you're not going to suffer massive blood loss, but you will suffer unending anguish before you go because of all the bile and acids and things like that in your guts and your stomach. It's, it's awful. It, it's awful. You'd much rather be shot in the heart. It's horrible. This dude's laying there with a gunshot wound through his stomach. This is a young man, a private first class. His whole life in front of him. Friends back home. Mom, dad. He's there in France, and he volunteers with a gunshot wound through his stomach to stay back by himself so his patrol can get out. You know that in that moment, you know you're going to die, right? 
when you volunteer, and there's a few of these Medal of Honor citations like that, and they always just get me, man. They just gut me. They gut me because when you volunteer to do that, sometimes they do. Most of the time they do. Sometimes they don't die, but most of the time you die. You're left as a rear guard. You're a rear guard, and you are giving up your life so your friends may live, and you die scared, surrounded by people trying to kill you, trying to stay alive and kill as many of them as you can, and Jose F. Valdez. What a warrior. Most people don't know his name. 99.99% of the population will never even hear of his name. But now I know it, and now you know it, and now we know what he did, right? Salute to Mr. Valdez. All right, time to talk about this shooting. I'm going to get to some emails first, and then we're going to dig into this shooting because it's bothering me more and more. Speaking of shooting, Chris, me, Michael, got a little present in the mail. Hero Gun just sent us another big fat order. Thank you, Hero. You see... We love Hero Gun on this show. More importantly, our wives and mothers love it. My wife keeps a Hero Gun or Hero Arrow with her at all times. Wanted one just for her vehicle. Now she has that. Mothers, daughters, husbands, sons, non-lethal. So there's no excuse. Right? You can even do, I don't like guns. Fine, don't call it a gun. A Hero Gun or a Hero Arrow will save your life. Pepper gel or pepper balls. It will stop a very bad man from hurting you. It will save your life. The Hero Arrow is so tiny, you can fit it anywhere too. Hero2020.com code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show reminding you every single day on this show. freedom is not free. Always keep that in mind. And also reminding you that the iHeartRadio app is free. Freedom may not be free, but the iHeartRadio app is. And the show is. They podcast the show when it's done, all three hours, on that iHeartRadio app. iHeart, Google, Spotify, iTunes. Free, free, free. I'm just so charitable, Chris. What, Chris? I am. I'm a giver, really. That's why I'm going to read these emails, too. Jesse. We spent a lot of time contemplating who the Dems will run in 2024. We forget to factor in what they'll do to their own on a moment's notice. At the beginning of COVID, Dems were gearing up to run Andrew Cuomo against Trump. They had their media apparatchiks worshiping him. Then on a moment's notice, they turned on him and ate him alive. Even took out his brother, a communist himself, simply for being his brother. Imagine what they would do to Joe Biden once they decide they're through with him. He's the dirtiest president in history. You're right. The next one and a half years of American politics are going to be wild. Oh, they're going to be wild. They're going to be wild. And I just, I just want to remind you of something. I want to remind you what this really highly intelligent person has been saying for a long time. This was me, gosh, back in April. What you're going to see is leverage. It's what you're about to see. Joe Biden is about to be pushed out of the White House. He announced his intention to run again in order to get something out of the deal. The system is going to come to Joe Biden and they're going to tap him on the shoulder and they're going to say, Joe, we need you to go. Can't run. And Joe's going to say, well, I already announced I'm going to run. And the system's going to say, Joe, this Hunter Biden stuff, it all leads back to you. So they're going to tell Joe, Joe, you, re- you want this Hunter Biden stuff to go away. We'll give him a slap on the wrist, brush it aside. 
if you step aside, Joe Biden's going to do it. Do you have any idea how obnoxious I'm going to be if that actually happens? I would advise everybody, everybody, even the biggest fans of the show, I would advise you not to listen if Joe Biden actually steps down. Just don't listen that night. Take a night off. It may take me two or three nights. I don't know if any, what, Chris? I don't know if anyone's ever done radio where they just play their previous predictions for all three hours of the show, but that'll be the Oracle that night. That'll be me. (laughs) Hey, Jesse, we received an AC pin a month ago, but lost it. You should sell the AC pins on their own so every anti-communist can have one. We would love to be able to buy this pin on its own, and I'm sure others would too. Thanks for the show and keep up the good work. Okay, well, I need to make an announcement. Actually, it's an announcement about an announcement, so maybe it's not an announcement. All right, I need to say something. I need to say something. Uh, A couple things have happened over the past couple months that have changed my mindset on something. Merchandise, merch. I have heard your endless emails and calls that you want merch, you want merch, people want merch, they want AC pins, they want AC shirts, they want what Chris has, what Chris hats, they want, but people want show merch. They do. Buenos Tardes in the works, they do. I've heard the emails, I get it. I have always backed away from that for this reason, and my reasoning hasn't changed, I just have to, I just have to work on it. I've always backed away from that because... One, it's difficult to find American-made. Sometimes it's impossible, and that bothers me. Two, I understand that we live in a capitalist society, and I love that. And I understand this show has to make money. And I love that, too. I don't shun away from that at all. This is not a charity. You listen to the show for free because it's advertiser-supported, and I'm proud of that. I like it. I'm proud of it. I like that. However, I... I saw a baseball game recently on television and I noticed the baseball game. It was at, uh, up on the sports bar. We were playing golden tee. My buddy and I baseball games on television. And I look up at the baseball game and the pitchers on the mound and the mound, the part that's facing the TV had an advertisement on it for a company. There was an advertisement on the pitcher's mound and I looked at it and I thought to myself, Okay, I'm all for as many ads as possible, and I want everyone to make money. That's what makes the world go round. Do we have to even put it on the pitcher's mound? I'm hesitant about always. I mean, look, it was part of the book, right? I had to tell you to buy the book, buy the book, buy the book, and everyone did, and I loved it. But again, for for a couple months, hey, buy the book, buy the book, buy the book. I don't want to always be pushing something on you. I don't like that for me. I don't like that for you. So I've avoided the merch thing. I had a book tour where I met so many of you, and then we had the Israel trip where so many of you came along. And what I have discovered is because we have not produced merchandise for you, you make merchandise for yourself, for the show. I have been floored by the amount of custom-made Jesse Kelly show merchandise. You make what Chris shirts. You have Frito Bandito shirts. One lady, she was freaking awesome, shows up with her husband and her shirt just had a dime on it. It was just a dime. She's like, I'm his dime. Just awesome, creative, cool stuff. Clearly, you want something that I have not given you. I have not taken the time to make sure I can I can give that to you. Like the AC pins and everything else, that was a book thing. But very clearly, I have failed at that. This is just me bearing my soul to you. I feel like I have failed you in that. You want it. I have not given it. 
You're making your own at, at this point in time. I don't like that. I am officially digging into it. I am going to, and not digging into it, I'm going to make it happen. This is me telling you the merch thing is about to get ramped up. I'm going to make it happen, okay? Now, I can't give you a time, but I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make as much of it American-made as possible. I'm going to make it as affordable as possible. There you go. That's what we're doing, all right? All right. Now, this shooting in Utah, I think there's something about the shooting that we have to discuss. Something about the larger picture we have to discuss. And we are going to discuss this FBI shooting in a moment before we get to that. Speaking of being proud of our sponsors, of our advertisers. I'm very proud of the values of the sponsors, the advertisers we bring to you. I consider them all to be partners in the show. You don't get to listen to the Jesse Kelly show every night if not for people like Chalk. The hardcore anti-communists at Chalk. Do you have any idea how many complaints corporate gets about this show because of the things I say, because of the unfiltered nature of the show? Do you know that not one advertiser has backed off? Do you know that Chalk loves the complaints? That's how hardcore anti-communists they are. When I tell you to go get a male vitality stack from Chalk or a female vitality stack or whatever natural herbal supplements you're looking for to help you, I send you to Chalk not just because of the quality. They're our people. They're our community. CHOQ.com. Promo code JESSE gets you 35% off subscriptions. Go support our people. Chalk.com. Promo code JESSE. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, you just said there's like 30 Margaritaville restaurants? Dude, I've eaten at them. They're really good. Well, I take that back. They're good. They're they're good. It's chain, definitely, but it's, it's good chain. You know what's underrated, though? I'm about to give them the most massive free plug in the world. They're hotels for kids and families. We were going to, this was during COVID when everything was about, everything was shut down, everything was horrible except for Florida, right? So the whole the whole world went to vacation in Florida during COVID. Thank you, Ron DeSantis. We decided we were going down to Hollywood, Florida. Hollywood, Florida. It's uh, southern east, southeast part of Florida. And we got all these recommendations for Margaritaville. Well, it was me, Ob, and the boys and we thought immediately, okay, we're not going to drink the whole time. We're not in college. And everyone said, no, 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 no. They're family family hotels, family resorts. We stayed at the Margaritaville in Hollywood, Florida. Dude, we're totally going back. It was a blast. How are the, how are the margaritas? You know, I honestly don't think I had any margaritas there. No, no, let me explain. Hold on, hold on. Let me explain. I'll get to the FBI in a minute. It's the Jesse Kelly show, I should note. Uh, I'm not, I didn't have any margaritas this is going to sound snobby, but I am snobby about some things. Let me just say it. We're not in Texas. It's not that other people don't know how to make margaritas. I don't generally get Mexican food outside of the state of Texas. I'll get it in California. Californians can do some Mexican. Arizona, yes, they can, Chris. It's not as good as ours, but yes, they can. Arizona can do excellent Mexican food. New Mexico can do some real good Mexican food. Outside of that, I will not order Mexican food. Margaritas? They do a pretty mean margarita around these parts. They do a pretty mean margarita around these parts. My buddy Luis, they do it at the house. I should get a recipe or something like that from him. They put all kinds of fresh fruit and stuff like that. And it, like they're going all in. Anyway, quit. We need to talk about the country in America. We need to talk about this FBI shooting. Now, I'm going to set this up with something. Something that I've talked about before. I'm going to make this more brief because I've talked about it before. I want to talk to you about urban warfare. 
And this is going to all come back to that FBI shooting that took place in Utah. Urban warfare. Throughout history, urban warfare has always been a unique nightmare for armies. A unique nightmare. War is never fun. Urban warfare is just somehow even worse. You can go back to reading stories about the Romans when they finally broke into Carthage during the Third Punic War. The nightmare it was to fight your way through Carthage. The civilians would be standing on the second floor, third floor. They had tall apartments back then, throwing roof tiles down, smashing the heads of the Roman soldiers. Hard to fight your way down streets. Then things catch on fire. Things get in the way. You don't have room to maneuver. There's too much darkness because things are inside. Too many shadows. Who's here? What's there? And that's pre-firearms. Now let's go into the firearms portion of it. Urban warfare is horrific and horrifically difficult. Did you know, and here's, a, here's an honest truth for you, and there are so many SWAT guys listening, spec ops type guys who listen, and I will show up tomorrow to emails backing me up on this, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Did you know there's not really a good way to clear a stairwell? If I'm downstairs and the bad guys are upstairs, in me and my guys, we have to go upstairs to get you. Oh, don't get me wrong. They try to teach you techniques about how to get up the stairs. There's not really a good one. If you're dealing with people who know what they're doing on the stairwell above you, you're probably going to die. Urban environments are a living hell. I've told you the story before. I won't go into it now about when we showed up as infantry Marines with the little sim rounds, the little paint rounds on our M16s to take on a very tiny group of Marine MPs. There were provost marshals, but Marine MPs and how we just got slaughtered. And you know, one of the things that gets you, it's crazy when you think about it because you don't think about it. You don't see this in the movies, the little obstacles for your feet. You'd be surprised how easy it is to die. Like if you were coming in here, if you were going to get ready to kick in the door of this studio and I was armed in here and you were armed and you were going to come in and try to kill me, you want to know one of the weirdest first things I would do just from experience? I would take this chair I'm sitting in and I'd tip it over and I'd just go put it in front of the door. Nothing, nothing special. i just go tip a chair in front of the door. You know why? You kick in the door, you charge in the door. Oh, crap, there's a chair. Either you trip on it or now you've got to look down at it. Maybe you've even got to get down on your knee and move it out of the way. And boom, I've already shot you in the face. You're dead like that. Like that. The last thing you ever want to do with the weapon in your hands is go into a home. Go into a building and try to root somebody out. But wait. It actually gets worse when you get to this Utah situation. It's not only a home. It's a home where it's dark because the FBI made sure it was dark. And it's a home where you know he has firearms. You know he has guns. Now let's talk about this Utah thing. Well, more specifically, on a broader scale, let's talk about the FBI, which will lead us to this Utah thing. I said all that to build this up. You've heard me rant a million times about the FBI. 
You, you've heard me say a million times, it's one of the two things, one of the two main drivers for how I'll vote in the presidential primary, how you speak about the FBI. I am so emphatic about it because I have read the history of secret state police agencies who only work on behalf of the people in charge and the horrors brought down by these secret state police agencies are beyond comprehension. You don't even have to go to Stalin. You go clear back to Ivan the Terrible. He had a secret state police agency called the Opryknicki. They would ride around with sticks, with dog heads on the ends of the sticks, and they would just grab people, enemies of the state, and just torture them without end. In fact, the Opryknicki were so dedicated to torture, if you were sitting in on a torture session and you looked like you were sickened or you had to look away, they would sometimes torture and kill you. That's how evil secret state police agencies get when they're working on behalf of the king, when they're working on behalf of people in charge. The truth is Stalin never killed a soul once he took power. Mao never killed a soul. Hitler never killed a soul once they took power. Their secret state police agencies killed a lot. I warn about the FBI because the horrors that can come to you, to your doorstep, with a secret state police agency are beyond comprehension. Beyond comprehension. You want to you talk about a story beyond comprehension real quick and we'll get back to the FBI? You want to hear a story that'll make you cringe, it'll make your jaw drop? Those of you who remember the old history episodes... They'll remember I did a long one on this story. As it is, I'm going to do a very brief, two brief, two-minute version of the story. I'm just trying to drive home the danger of having a secret state police agency that works only for the evil men in charge and works only to come after you. And do keep this in mind as I tell this history story and then we talk about the FBI and we talk about Utah. Do keep this in mind. They are most definitely coming after you. Domestic terrorism from white supremacists is the most lethal terrorist threat in the homeland. White supremacists, right-wing extremists, and domestic terrorists trying to stoke fear in the hearts of New Yorkers. From a terrorism perspective, I think domestic violent extremism is one of the greatest terrorism-related. Yeah, we'll get back to that. Before we get to this little history story and the FBI and the Utah thing and everything else we have to talk about, I want to talk about saving money. Saving money and sleeping better. Because you can do both right now. Because my pillow has their lowest price ever right now on the amazing Giza Dream Sheets. And with the exception of the pillow, do keep in mind your sheets, they have as much to do with your night's sleep as anything else. It's the part that touches your skin. Let me ask you, when's the last time you woke up in the morning and thought about how comfortable your sheets were? Because I still do it all the time in my Giza Dream Sheets. They are that fantastic. It's not just that they're so soft and nice on the skin. They're breathable. So I don't just wake up sweating and hot and miserable. And that sucks. You can get them as low as $29.98 right now with the promo code JESSE. You have to go to MyPillow.com. You have to click on the radio listener special square. And you have to use the promo code JESSE. Get your Giza Dream Sheets. You've got color options, style options, size options. MyPillow.com promo code JESSE. Or call them. 
800-845-0544. Go enjoy the best sheets ever. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. It's been a great Monday. You can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We still have a ton to get to the special counsel, the the sadness of the working man, but we're going to do a Utah FBI thing. In fact, that's what we're doing right now, this shooting in Utah, which we'll get to. It's going to be the end. It's going to be the, the culmination of this whole thing. But I'm, I'm just explaining a quick story to you about why I fear secret police agencies so much. I've read so many horror stories about them. Have you ever heard of Nazino Island? Nazino Island. Here's what happened. You see a secret police agency formed in the Soviet Union. Obviously, Lenin formed it with the Cheka and under Stalin, it changed to the NKVD, a secret state police agency that worked only on behalf of the party in charge, and it worked to crush the political opposition to that party. Not that we could ever have anything like that here. Well, in the Soviet Union, they were strict about papers. You've seen enough movies, read enough books, papers, please, papers, please, to understand it. But here's what you might not fully understand. You had to have those papers on you at all times. At all times. Times you had to have papers on you, meaning this, and this is a real story. Let's say you're at your apartment and you've got some friends over. Maybe the game's on. You're at your apartment. Maybe you're watching a football game, baseball game, whatever it may be. And your buddy brings over his world-famous Jesse Kelly queso. What, Chris? Your buddy brings over your world-famous Jesse Kelly queso. You're like, yes, man, that's the best queso ever. Jesse's so smart. Oh, dang it. We don't have any chips. Hey, I don't want to be a loser and dip Ritz crackers in the queso, so I better go get some chips. So you tell your buddy, hang on. I got a gas station. There's a Circle K right up the road. I'm going to run down there and grab some chips. You take off out of your apartment. Only the problem is you're in the Soviet Union in 1930, in the 1930s. And on your way down to the Circle K, you are stopped by the secret state police. We'll call them FBI. You're stopped by the FBI. The FBI say that line you've heard in the movies a million times. Papers, please. And you say, oh, oh crap. Hey, they're right back in my apartment. I just left. I live right there. You can see the building. This is a true story, by the way. Well, I've edited some details, obviously. But I, you can see the building. It's right there. And they say, nope. Handcuffs on. Back of the truck you go. The truck takes you down to a train station. You are then loaded onto a train, a very crowded, very miserable train. No heat, no air conditioning. Keep in mind it's Russia where it has skin-melting heat and soul-crushing cold. And you take off, and you're heading east, and you're heading east, and you're heading east. And I don't mean for a couple hours. You head east for days on end in a very hot and very cold train, a prison train. Eventually you are pulled off of the train. They then put you on a little boat and you are driven out to a little island, Nazino Island, it is known as. In this little island, you know what you will find? Nothing. There's nothing there. No facilities of any kind. 
But you look around and you find that you and about 6,000 other prisoners have been brought to this island. You're brought to this island and there are FBI agents who are still patrolling the island, have to make sure these dangerous prisoners are held on board, but it actually gets so much worse. It's not just that you don't have a bed and a place to lay your head. You see, most of these 6,000 prisoners are people just like you. They were just going to get down to get some tortilla chips for their Jesse Kelly queso, but they also decided to mix in some real criminals. You see, you're sitting there on the island with no facilities, no nothing, with rapists and murderers and thieves. The rapists, the murderers and thieves, the men who've lived a life of violence quickly take over the island and they begin eating the other people because there's also no food. They begin to have fun eating other people. At one point in time, you come across a young lady who's been tied to a tree and she's still alive, but they're eating her while she's alive. This is not a story from a horror movie. I'm not trying to scare you. This is a real story. If you'd like to hear a more detailed version of this, on March 8th, 2021, we did a Lessons from History show. March 8th, 2021. It's called Papers, Please. So if you want to hear a more detailed version of Nizino Island, that's where you can find it. But that's the kind of thing secret state police agencies do. Secret state police agencies knock on your door in the middle of the night and your family and friends never see or hear from you again. You know how many stories there are about secret state police agencies taking loved ones away in the middle of the night and loved ones thinking they're still alive, not realizing they were executed right away. And years later they would still think, Oh no, he's still in the gulag. He could be home every day, any day now. Secret state police agencies have the power, the guns, the authority to make life a living hell. Secret state police agencies have the power, the authority to drop you off on an island full of cannibals, having to avoid becoming hamburger helper for the killers in in the village. That's what secret state police agencies do. Now, that brings me to the FBI. Let's go over a couple things here. Just a couple things. These are things you know, but things I want to make sure we remember. The FBI was given a directive underneath Barack Obama to stop Donald Trump's presidency. And they began to do, without hesitation, wildly illegal things so they could spy on Donald Trump's presidential campaign when he was in his 2020 run, 2016 run, I'm sorry, against Joe Biden. Or No, against Hillary. In his 2016 run against Hillary, the FBI decided to lie on FISA warrants so they could do a spy operation, a spying, not a law enforcement investigation, a spying operation against the Republican candidate for president against Hillary Clinton. At the same time, that FBI buried an investigation into Hillary Clinton, stood up in front of the American public after she committed unending felonies and declared they were not going to be investigating her. They were not going to be charging her with crimes. So that was step one for the FBI. And these steps are very important because it's the steps that are going to matter as I finish this thing off, which I will Lord willing do next. Before I get to that, let me read you something real quick. We'll get back to the, the FBI stuff. This is from Mary in Minneapolis. I heard about Rough Greens, and I thought, what the heck? I will try the free sample. 
OMG, am I glad I did. My young shepherd loves it, but more importantly, my elderly dog is doing so much better after adding it to her food. She has more energy. Her coat is nice and shiny. I don't have to beg her to eat because she loves it. She also had a great visit at the vet the other day. Rough Greens has definitely extended and improved her life. Testimonial after testimonial of what happens when we actually start giving our dogs nutrition. There's no food in your dog's food. No nutrition. It's crap. Pour Rough Greens on it. All natural nutritional supplement and watch your dog come alive again. Roughgreens.com slash Jesse is where you get this mysterious free bag. You just pay for the shipping. Or you can even call them if you prefer to do the phone. 833-33-MY-DOG. Now, the FBI and then the special counsel. Next hour. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 